Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 And here we go, ladies and gentlemen, from the Georgia Ranch, the Car Firearms Group Studios lit up for you. Hour three of the broadcast is now underway. First two hours just skated right by. They always do. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom. Now 15 years in on this national radio broadcast being heard on hundreds of radio stations around the nation. And guess what? We ain't going anywhere. Six hour platinum mic lit up for you. X insurance presenting it all. Do you own a business? Do you own guns? Do you need coverage? X insurance has you covered. Make sure to check them out. You can visit them at armedamericanradio.com. Click on that little banner. I just met with the CEO and the group over there at X Insurance. An awful lot of fun out in Las Vegas with those fine folks and tremendous products. Check them out, xinsurance.com. All right, Greg in Dallas, Texas, welcome in. Final hour upon us already. Please be kind enough to tell everybody where they can watch the show as long as they're not driving and where they can participate in the chat. And we'll get this party started. It's going to be an interesting hour, I can promise you. I have a feeling it will be, and uh, (laughs) I can't wait to hear the commentary. If if you would like to see Mark's reaction to the commentary, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. On the right-hand side of that website, you're going to see the menu icon. Just give it a slap. When that window opens up, you'll see that Watch Live option right there in front of you, as well as the Listen Live, in case you're driving, and the podcast link. If you'd like to support the show, we've got the shop link over there, too. If you want to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. And bam, pow, zam, that'll do it, and that'll get you in. So participate, have some fun. If you want to watch the show, please do so. Just don't do it while you're driving, please. Don't, don't be that person. All right, let's start. Brad Primo, I think, dialed in first. Brad, CEO of Lead Slingers. How you doing, my brother from another mother? Doing pretty good, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Doing wonderful after coming off that shot week. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Can't wait to get some comments from you guys after we talk, particularly with Justin, about that. Neil McKay from Pots Unknown, but we know he's from Boston. How you doing, Neil? <laughs> Even though, though he's I've losing his accent. accent Mac. Yeah, he's, he's losing his accent, but we very, still know you're from Boston. Very happy, very happy to be with you guys tonight. Always a pleasure. And Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms. Justin, I know what kind of week you had. I was out there sharing it with you. It's been a long week. Welcome in, and thank you for being here, sir. I know how busy you've been the past week. Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms. Welcome in, Justin. Thank you, Mark, for having me. Yeah, shot show was great. So let me, because you were there, uh, other two guys, I don't mean to put you on ice, but I, Justin, I've been wanting to talk with you about this, and I'll, I'll kind of give you a recap of what I mentioned with AWR Hawkins, who you and I met with AWR a couple times at your booth. But first off, before we go into your pistol, which I, I have as, as the single greatest pistol that I saw at shot, that's the X9. We'll talk about that in just a moment. 
But what was your takeaway from the SHOT Show as the CEO of Car Arms, the attendance? You've been to every single one of these like I have over the last 20-plus years. What would you take away? What did you see? What do you think? The state of the industry. Give it to us, please. I think it was the best. Well, most in the last four years, it was the best SHOT Show in terms of attendance. I mean, Agreed. it's back to the way it used to be, which is a good sign. That also includes stepping all over people in between the aisles, ladies and gentlemen. And when that happens, you know SHOT Show is back. Did you, by any chance, get a chance to roam the floor? I know you were busy at your booth at Car Arms, but did you get a chance to get out a little bit and see some of the other products out there? I asked that for a yeah. reason. To... Usually on Fridays I walk around because by Friday the traffic dies down quite a bit and you can pretty much get around and see See what's out there pretty quickly. So let me go here. Well, let me go to the X9. I, I mentioned in the first segment there were three guns I wanted to look at at shot, particularly after I got there. I, I knew they were going to be there, but I wasn't positive. And one was the Daniel Defense pistol. Everybody knew that they were putting this pistol out. It's already on the market, all that. And it was a great gun, no question about it, the H9. The other was the Smith & Wesson lever action in 44 Magnum. I couldn't wait to get you know get my eyes on that. But the Car X9 took it for me. That gun is absolutely gorgeous, and we were talking about it in the first segment. AWR was in agreement with me. Tell us about that X9 pistol because it is a beauty, and I'll predict that it's going to be your top seller, and I'd like to get your, your perspective on that as well. Tell us about the X9. It's, it's gorgeous. Well, Mark, we put a lot of work into it. We updated a lot of features, and we kept all the best parts of the car. We kept the trigger. We kept its, you know, small size, its thinness, its ergonomics. And, you know, we we enhanced it. We made it more user-friendly in terms of the ease of takedown and captured recoil spring. And it, it, it really is an incredibly accurate gun. It's a laser. And so we've taken everything which was good about the car and kept it in this gun with a double column magazine. So you can, you, the car, the gun will ship with 10 and a 15 round magazine. And uh, if you buy sleeves and adapters, then you, you can shoot SIG and Hellcat magazines in it as well. So it's an extremely versatile gun. It's very user friendly. And it's really been built, you know, for those people who really want to have more capacity. So. And it's interchangeable with holsters with those SIGs, too, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have yeah. those guns, this gun is interchangeable with what you already have. When's the release of this? Coming up latter part of the first quarter, the official release? Uh, yeah, we're going to be officially releasing this gun, probably at the, announcing it at the, at the NRA show, and then we'll probably be shipping probably by June. I guess the real question is, are you going to be able to keep up with what the demand is likely going to be for this pistol? Because I think this is going to be not just for car. I think it's going to be car's hottest shipper. But I think from a from an industry standpoint, this thing is going to take a lot of awards. This is, this is a beautiful gun, ladies and gentlemen. If you've ever fired a car gun, you heard Justin talk about the trigger. There's nothing like it. And it's interchangeability. Now, this is a compact, not a subcompact, not a full size. But boy, is it pointable. The, the, the grip, the ergonomics on it are just fantastic. So well done, Justin. This thing was by far my tops at the show, and I heard a lot of others say the same thing, including Hawkins, who's going to be writing a piece up on it as well. So well done, my friend. Will this, do you believe, be your top seller, or am I just? 
Well, we, 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 hopefully, we hope to sell a lot because it's going to be priced very competitively right across the major brands. So we're, we're in it, you know, to win it. So and we've always been a, a competitor in the market, and we, we plan to compete hard with this pistol. Yeah, that's a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Car X9. If you're looking for a gun that's extremely competitively priced, this is it, and it's interchangeable with what you may already have, as Justin said. Uh, we were not sure. We thought the Hellcat was interchangeable magazines with it as well, not just the SIGs, but it is, ladies and gentlemen. This thing is extremely versatile. Best handgun I saw at the show. All right, let's get the party started here. I've got to go here with everybody before we really get out of the box. Brad, I'm going to start with you. I want to talk about what's going on in Texas right now, okay? Um, Texas is living up to its name, the Lone Star State. Brad, is this the beginning of the proverbial crap hitting the fan in the United States? Uh, I hope not, to be honest with you. Like, you know, and not that I, I – we need to secure our own border. I mean, I, I do believe that. And we need to do whatever we have to. And, you know, Texas is doing what they feel like they need to do. And I think that's, I think that's the, the right move. Um, I definitely do not want to see open armed conflict in our country. Um, no one does. You know, like, I, I feel like, and I feel like, Mark, there's some people out there that they, they don't know what they're rooting for when they say that, yeah, let's just go ahead and get it on and get it over with because they don't know how, how bad uh, civil wars go. Like, we, we, we didn't have an actual civil war in this country. The country split into two. We put on uniforms. Two armies fought in the field. We settled it, and that's it. Civil wars don't go like that. Uh, civil wars end up with, you know, you finding your brother, you know, in a landfill, uh, having been tortured to death, basement uh, torture chambers, stuff like that, you know, death squads. Like, it is not what people, what so many people have a fantasy being about. I don't want to see that. However, the federal government needs to do its dang job, and part of that is securing the borders of this country. And the president, this joke of a president that we have, this Alzheimer's patient in the White House um, and his cronies who hate this country are completely derelict in their duty. And, and they're, they are taking us down a very dangerous path in many different ways. Indeed. Well said. And I want to make this very clear, listeners. That's what, what I was referring to with that is the division in the country, the proverbial crap hitting the fan. People wonder if this nation's going to divide. We're talking about blue and red. What we're seeing in Texas right now appears to be a push from the federal government to do that, to divide this nation in ways that we haven't seen in an awful long time in this country. Very dangerous situation unfolding in Texas right now. We'll continue the conversation. It's going to be a good one with the crew, Brad, Neil, and Justin, right after this. Don't go away. wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Uh, back indeed. The hour is going to fly by, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle down. Welcome back to AAR Ranch here in Georgia. Car Firearm Studios lit up for you. 
The Sig Sauer mic is on fire. X Insurance is presenting it all. Please go out of your way to visit all of our partners. Support them for bringing you this show. Now in our 15th year on the nation's airwaves, we've set records at this show with the growth of the program. I'm telling you, we couldn't do it without you. We certainly couldn't do it without our partners. 15 years on April 26th, and we've got a good one that we're working on lining up for that. We're already preparing for that one. It's going to be a blast. So stay tuned. Welcome back. Let's go now to Neil McCabe. Neil, Texas is a volatile situation right now. There's a lot going on. I've really been looking forward to getting your perspective. I know a lot of what you tell us will lead to further discussion with the group here. So take it away. Well, you know, let's just go back to some of the themes I talked about last week, that the goal of the incumbent is as soon as he gets into office, he pays off the base as quickly as possible, and then he co-ops his opponent's ideas and repackages them as his own, and then he runs as the president of everyone. That is the best plan for winning a landslide reelection. For Biden, what you don't want you don't want the incumbent creating a binary choice where it because basically becomes a jump ball. And in Biden's case, it's, it's, it, he will lose if he makes it about him versus Trump. What right now, and they've been signaling this for months, is that there are factions inside the Biden White House and the campaign apparatus who know they have to make a pivot on the border. But they ran out of time. And so now what you have is you have the spectacle of Senate Republicans working with Democrats to try to cut a deal on the border to give Biden cover. That is the issue that is killing him the most politically. And if they can do a if they can do a border enforcement bill signed by Biden, that will go some way to neutralizing that issue for Biden versus Trump. The problem that the Biden administration finds with Texas is that they if they actually if they actually enforce their rules and take what the Supreme Court did and run with it, they can't and crack down on Texas. It undermines the narrative that Biden has made the pivot on the border. In fact, The New York Times this weekend had an article saying Biden will secure the border in exchange for Ukraine funding. And so, you know, I'm not saying everybody I'm not saying everybody's going to fall for it, but this is what he has to do. And he's running out of time. He's on the clock. But if he if he plays games with Texas, he exposes himself as being the open border guy that everyone knows he is. Right. His, so his, all of his instincts are to pressure Texas because of what's going on on Capitol Hill right now. He's going to have to back off Texas and act can just run with what he's doing now, which is putting up more barbed wire. Why, Justin, jump in here quickly. Why do we have to, why do we have to agree to secure the border, Justin, in exchange for Ukraine funding or no more funding for Ukraine? Shouldn't we be securing the border, period? Why is this tied to Ukraine at all? I mean, this is the problem with our politics in our country. Basically, the Republicans have to negotiate for everything, even when the Democrats do things illegally. And they have illegally sabotaged the border and let these migrants in, and they're basically replacing the U.S. population with foreigners. 
And the only the only thing the Republicans do is, you know, they say we'll give you money for Ukraine if you do what you're supposed to do. And this is why we lose all the time. I really think at, at some point, you know, the Republican Conservative Party needs to grow a spine and, and, and needs to tell the Democrats no. They've been involved in this from day one. We can go back to previous administrations. Brad, Justin, as usual, is spot on. But tie this into Ukraine as well. What if there was no Ukraine? Would Biden have secured the border? Or is this just being used as leverage as he destroys the nation and allows an internal invasion to occur, which is what's happening? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, he could he could shut down the border right now. I mean, it just takes a phone call. It just takes some signing executive order. He could do it right now. He doesn't need another law to actually seal the border or, or take any type of action on the border. He doesn't need another law. He's trying to make it act like he needs another law because, yeah, he's trying to get other things out of it. You know, and, and you know, the, the problem is, that, and Justin did nail it in the sense that, you know, essentially the, the Democrat strategy, best I can tell in the last several years, is we're going to torture the country. We're going to de- destroy. We're going to be destructive. We're going we're gonna to strike at the foundations of, of our culture and society, and we're not going to quit unless you give us what we want. It's like they're holding us all hostage is what we're doing. And so when we're dealing with Democrats, we're essentially in a hostage negotiation of can we have a functional society in a country, you know, without having to give these people everything they want. And, and that's what we're dealing with. I mean, it, it's, it's almost like we're negotiating with terrorists in a way. And, and they are terrorists, in my opinion. They're, they're left-wing communist terrorists that, you know, are, are hell-bent on, on destroying everything this country stands for. And, and every opportunity they get, they're going to take it. And they, whatever it is, whatever little toehold they can get, they're going to use it in some way to advance their leftist ideology and further tear at the fabric of this country. Yeah, and keep something in mind, ladies and gentlemen, what you just heard Brad say, what you heard Neil say, and what you just heard Justin say. I want you to keep this in the back of your mind. This is the party that wants to take your guns from you. Ask yourself why. As you watch what happens in Texas unfold, ask yourself why they want your guns. This is a prime example of that on a, on a micro level. I want you to keep that in mind. Never let go of that thought. Neil McKay, please comment on what you heard from Justin and what you heard from Brad, and then I'll follow up with a question when we come back from well, the break, and, and we'll take it to another discussion. I, I, you know, obviously, I'm at a disadvantage because um, you know Brad and Justin are talking about right and wrong and what's morally correct and what's consistent with the Constitution and what make our values and culture as Americans. And I'm talking about politics on Capitol Hill and presidential politics, which has nothing to do with rules or morality or right and wrong. Uh, you know, I'm just sort of laying out what, what, you know, that's unfortunately what it is. And I also, I know we're coming up on the break, but I also want to thank Brad for his comments about a civil war, because I know you know, because of his family, he has he has firsthand knowledge of what went on during the Spanish Civil War. And that was not a picnic at all. And the American Civil War was certainly not a picnic. There were a lot of people dead in a ditch thousands of miles from home, only to find out, you know, 150 years later that the memorial to that those dead people has been torn down. Um, and so the Civil War is kind of still on. When, you're, when you don't respect, when you desecrate, the war memorial of your defeated enemy, what you're really saying is that the war is back on. 
All right, let's let's leave it there. That's a provocative statement. Perfect timing. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, I want to pick up there, and we'll go, as we do, in the roundtable. We'll go around the table and get perspective from everybody on these comments. Very important stuff, what's going on in Texas. We're going to continue to go down the rabbit hole. Armed American Radio's MonsterCast from the Car Firearms Group Studios on the Sig Sauer mic, brought to you by X Insurance. Continues right after this. Two more segments to go. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. And by the way, it used to make beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer here in this fire. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder what it's like. I don't even know what to say on that rejoin. That was your president, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden, who uh, I don't, I guess I'm just going to let that stand on its own. Welcome back to the Car Firearms Group Studios. Sig Sauer, Mike lit up for you. X Insurance presenting it all. And Joe Biden, the beer brewed here's the beer brewed here. Oh, links for the Great Lakes. Oh, good heavens. Justin Moon, welcome back. I, uh, I'm sure you've heard that clip, but. Joe Biden's latest gaffe, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, that's really not what it is. But the question I have for you, Justin, you heard what Neil said as we were going to the break. It, the Civil War still on when they do these things. Justin, is your, your point of view, as it is my point of view, and I, I'm, I'm not speaking for you, I want, to, I want you to answer the question, but uh, it, having heard that from Neil, do you believe the Biden administration is trying to push some form of MAGA armed revolt, not just in Texas, but Texas seems to be a flashpoint right now, so that they can blame the Republicans and blame MAGA. See, I told you so. Our January 6th was justified. Are they trying to get the other side to take the bait they're throwing out with their divisive rhetoric and their hateful rhetoric, Justin? Is that their goal? Oh, I think they, they're probably projecting, Mark. You know, it looks like Trump's going to win this election. And it looks like after Trump wins, they're going to do an armed insurrection against him. So one way or the other, other, I think we're headed for very troubled times. Brad, it is going to be a volatile, very difficult election year. I don't see the Democrats going away quietly if Trump wins. I don't think Biden's going to be on the ticket. I think what we just heard is more proof that he is incapable of that. Poll numbers seem to bear that out. And the American public are sick and tired. Like, I don't know when the last time you went to the grocery store was, but my wife went today. And I can tell you in the last two weeks of grocery store bills, it's higher than it's ever been. Are Americans on to this? And I'll ask you the same question I asked Justin, kind of threefold question. Is that what the Democrats are trying to do? particularly Biden, with his hateful, un-American rhetoric? Are they pushing the other side to try to act so that they can play the high ground? Their plan, I, but I definitely think that they're going to have a, a, a response ready to take advantage if something happens. You know, I mean, I think that was, you know, the, the, the playbook is already out there. We saw it with January 6th, right? I mean, 
that was that was a riot. I, I personally think the people who you know went to the Capitol. I mean, it's just a massive mistake on their part. It was a dumb move because it, it gave Democrats just all kinds of material to use. I mean, there's, look at all these years later. Guess what? They're still harping on it, right? I mean, they've gotten so much mileage out of that and have gaslit so many people that you know people that I know that that I think you know are, are fairly you know. Uh, responsible citizens and decent people that that should see Democrats what they are, even they call it an insurrection. You know, I mean, so uh, they have the play. We know the playbook. You know, they're not, they don't even try to hide that. And so, you know, if somebody you know goes out there, goes to Texas or anywhere else, and 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 gets rowdy, like we know what the Democrats' playbook is going to be. They're going to milk it as much as they can and, and try to, to hang it on. The entire Republican Party, every conservative voter out there that were all, you know, a bunch of insurrectionists, violent people who can't be trusted, extremists. They've already uh, done that. Yeah, they've already done that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like it's just it will just be one more just icing on the cake, you know, and. I don't I personally, Mark. I think it's probably maybe too late for them to be able to replace Biden on the ticket. I mean, we're we're already in the 2024 elections, ten months away, and you know, I, you talk about grocery bills. I mean, I just today I went to the grocery store to pick up a few items, and we're talking yep. like I had to get I had to get one bell pepper. Uh, I got uh, some ice cream, and I grabbed something. I can't remember what it was, and it was still like twenty four dollars. Yeah, and I, I can't remember the last time I left my house and didn't spend a hundred bucks. Like every stinking time I leave my house or my wife goes somewhere, it's a hundred bucks. And we're middle class people. We're not sitting. There, we're not. I, I you know, I, I'm not driving a new truck. I don't have a bunch of nice stuff. I got, you know, I got some decent stuff. But I'm a middle class dude, and we're sitting there spending a thousand dollars a month just to eat. And there's only yeah. three of us. You know, and, and we're we're just like everybody else, you know. And so I and, and there's a lot of people who are doing worse than I am. And I don't, I, Mark, I don't know how they're making it right now. No, you I know? don't either. I, mean, I don't either. It, I'm with it, you on that. I'm with you on that. Listen, yeah. you know, just two weeks of grocery bills at my house was over seven hundred dollars. All right. And yeah. I, yeah, we're all we're all feeling that. So, Neil, let me let me toss this over to you. As Brad just yeah. so aptly said. We know what the playbook is. We've already been demonized if we disagree with the Democrats in any way, shape, or form. How much worse can they make it? And is that part of their plan? There, there are factions that want to push this thing. And, you know, they, they always accuse uh, people on the right of looking for that Reichstag moment. Really, for the Democrats, J6 was their Reichstag moment. And, you know, after Reichstag, Hitler had only been in power for like a month. He burned down the parliament building, the Reichstag building. He blamed it on the communists. He basically was able to suspend the Constitution, all civil rights, freedom of the press, no more elections. And then we're off to the races, right? Basically, what they've done to these J6 hostages has been so horrific and so terrible, but they've used it as the excuse to impeach Trump the second time when he was he had like less than 10 days left in office and they, they just it's just this stick that they repeatedly beat people with and you know they're just you know they're looking for their next J6 high you know I don't think they accomplished everything they wanted to do with J6 
and they're just looking for their next uh, J6 high. Uh, they're jonesing right now for a next uh, rock stock, Reichstock moment. They're holding out a carrot, aren't they, Justin? They're just holding out another carrot. Justin Moon, they're just holding out another carrot. They're egging people on. Look, I, 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 I watch news. I you know, try not to watch as, as much of it as, as I, I try not to. Try to keep my head out of as much as possible. But I get angry watching it. I get angry listening to their rhetoric, Justin. I'm sure you do, too. And they know that there are people out there that they can push. I personally believe that that's what they're trying to do. I believe they want it to happen for the very reasons that we're talking about here, Justin. Well, you know, you're absolutely right, Mark. Right now, the Democrats, in order to save themselves, they either need World War III or Civil War, so they're pushing for both. You believe Biden stays on the ticket, Justin? I think they're going to replace him with Big Mike. but uh, And they're going to do it by convention without even having Big Mike run in any of the primaries. At this point, that would be the only way to do it. I, let me go back to you, Neil. Are, am I right on that? Is a, is a convention the only issue now? Are we too far along, as Brad was alluding to? Does it have to be a convention issue at this point? Yeah, but, you know, it, it, going to the convention, I mean, Biden's handlers have so much, they have millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars at their, expo- at their uh, disposal. They can hand out so many favors. They can do the deals that they need to do to keep Biden the nominee. And then they, then they cross their fingers and hope for a jump ball in the general election. But there's no way the handlers of Biden are going to hand over the keys to the Democratic Party and its apparatus. They're going to have to lose an election uh, to get them out of the White House. We're getting ready to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we'll wrap up the conversation in the final segment. We're talking with Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers Whiskey. We're talking with Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms. This is the Car Firearms Group Studios, by the way. And we're talking with reporter, longtime Washington correspondent, Neil McCabe. We have one more segment left in a classic AAR roundtable. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away. letting you know that the Desperado Sport Fishing Crew in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and our right to bear arms. Now, back to Mark Walters. Now, back to Mark Walters. Love Sebastian Gorka. Had an opportunity to run into him at uh, Shooting, Hunting, and Outdoor Trade Show. Had a nice conversation with him. And he supports the right to bear arms. Believe me, steadfast. Car Firearms Group Studios lit up. Final segment here. On the Sig Sauer mic, Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom. It's all brought to us by X Insurance and all of our partners. Please go out of your way to support them all. They are at armedamericanradio.com. Click on them. Support them. It's why we're here. It's why we're celebrating 15 years on the nation's airwaves, and we continue to grow. That's a beautiful thing. We appreciate our affiliates. We appreciate you as a listener, and we appreciate our partners that make it all possible. Welcome back in. Justin, I want to go to you and then go over to Brad. How do you see... Final question about Texas. Does Texas wind up with, there's a lot of talk about federalizing the National Guard and all this nonsense. How do you see Texas, uh, how do you see the, the situation in Texas ending? I, I think, you know, it, it's a tense moment. Uh, I think the 
I think the Biden administration is going to back down because they are going to lose so much. They're losing in the in the realm of public opinion. So. I agree. I, I, Brad, I believe exactly what Justin does, I, what Justin just said. I believe the federal government backs down. This is not a fight that they want to pick, particularly coming into an election year when our borders are wide open and the whole world knows it. Brad, your thoughts before we wrap up with Neil on that and then I go to South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lose-lose situation, right? It's like, it's like fighting a midget. I mean, if you win, of course you should have won. If you lose, then you just lost to a midget, right? So, I mean, you know, the, 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 federal, government, the federal government has to back down here because there's no, there's no path to victory for them. Um, it, it would cost them way too much. It would be a pyrrhic victory at best. And I don't think Texas views themselves as midgets by any stretch. <laughs> well, Neil McCain. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a Tennessee, I'm a Tennessee, and I mess with Texas every chance I get. <laughs> don't mess with Texas. <laughs> Neil McCabe, how does this end? Does the federal government back down, or do they push this further? Uh, let it ride. I don't know if back down is the right word. I think they'll just sort of they'll just do a modified hang and just sort of uh, let it go on and not bring any attention to it. Because at least while they're uh, trying on the other side of the country, they're tr- they're pretending that they're going to secure the border. Pretending they're going to secure the border. That that's the issue. Uh, it's I, I think that cat's out of the bag. I don't think they can pretend that they're going to do it, and I certainly don't think they're going to be successful saying, "Well, yeah, I, we'll tie it to this." It's three years they, in they, here. Millions have, have gotten the, in. They here. Don't, they don't have enough runway to make the pivot, but they're tr- some factions are trying. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, but you're right. I like that. I like that. They don't have the runway to make the pivot, and I agree. So, guys, it looks like South Carolina, you and I, all of us, have talked about on this table over the last couple of years, the rush to constitutional carry in the United States. Guys, uh, AWR is reporting, and others are as well, but he's got a nice piece up about this that the South Carolina Senate is set to vote on making the state the 28th constitutional carry state in the nation. Louisiana is going to be in that mix this legislative session as well. Ah, My take, it's just a matter of which one gets there first, but I believe both of them will do it. Justin, that makes 29 of 50 states with those two states constitutional carry. You see anything negative about that? No, that's great news. I think uh, constitutional carry should be the rule for all 50 states. And, you know, once everybody's constitutional carry, then we should be able to carry our guns across state lines wherever we are in America. Yeah, I think constitutional carry, the description itself is apt, uh, Brad. I think that's what the founders had in mind, and we've had to go through all these hoops over all these years to get back to what the founders had intended to begin with. Or am I missing something? If you had to go through, like, to, to, if you had to, to, to vote, if you had to go through everything to vote, you have to go through to even buy, buy a gun, let alone carry one, right? People will lose their minds. And those are both equal rights that, that we're guaranteed by as a birthright, you know, as part of our birthright as Americans. And, and so the, the, the concept of a, of a carry permit uh, is, is just patently offensive, to me, and you know, I understand that some of us we have to play ball to do it because you know what we're law-abiding people. But my goodness, like it is time to do away with those things and recognize the plain language of the Second Amendment. And you know what? If you're a law-abiding citizen, you're a good person. 
carry your gun because you know your life may depend on it and and god forbid someone else's life may depend on it do the right thing and carry your gun and these are volatile times neil mccabe from a political standpoint first off your comments on south carolina and louisiana apparently rushing to next be the 28th and then followed by the 29th state does it happen first question and then i'll follow up with you real real quick uh, yes, it happens, and it's very similar to the race uh, for these states, especially in the uh, SEC states, to lower their to basically eliminate their state income tax. It's it's the same forces are at play, and uh, it's excellent. It's an excellent uh, it's an excellent thing to see, considering all the negative stuff we've talked about this hour. Yeah, it is. And it is going to happen. I feel pretty confident about South Carolina, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about that on The Daily Show months back. In fact, we talked about it over a year ago that South Carolina could be in play. Now, that's a remarkable shift when you consider, ladies and gentlemen, that we're talking about a half a dozen states over the last two legislative sessions. And I'm including this one that constitutional carry has rolled across the land. Does California? What happens to the blue states, Neil? Do they just stay well, out of the mix, or do they follow the rest of the country at some point, like they were forced to do with permits? Well, first, I have to say uh, this is completely off topic, but I have to sneak it in before the show ends. Uh, John Lott, I know you're listening, and I just accepted your Facebook friend request. It's been a long time coming, and. Uh, I'm glad we're connected on Facebook, John. You're a great guy, and I, I miss our conversations uh, now. I'm not spending so much time in D.C. Second thing, what's happening with the red states and the blue states is that it's becoming two different countries. And so right. it's not so much secession. It's just basically it's a bedroom divorce, and we're basically we're sleeping in separate rooms, and it's just a matter of time. I guess we have to wait for the kids to graduate from high school, Mark. Yeah, uh, kindergarten might be a better way, better way to put it. Justin Moon, I know we're getting ready to take a break. Is the, is the division of the country well underway? Is it fixable, Justin? I'll give you the last word. Is it fixable at this point? Well, we all have free will, so everything, we, we always have an opportunity to turn away from disaster. But I think, I think the Democrats are going to push for either World War Three or Civil War right now especially since Trump is going to win. Very, very volatile situation. Brad, final comment. We've got about 15 seconds. I think there's always hope. And, you know, I'm seeing rumblings and movements, very subtle. But, you know, this country is turning back towards the right. And I can I can tell. I can see. I know yeah. enough people. This country is re-Christianizing. It is shifting to the right. We got, we got hope. This is not inevitable. We, we've not been defeated. I, I hope you're right. I'm getting that same sense. And we can, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we had to go through what we're currently going through right now with the Biden administration. But I'm getting the same sense that Brad is. Neil McCabe, thank you for being here, my friend. Redstate.com, redstate.com, redstate.com. And, of course, Justin Moon, make sure to visit Car Arms, Car Firearms Group, the X9. By far, in my estimation, the coolest pistol I saw at the shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade show. And I saw a lot of them. The X9. You're going to want to get one when you can. Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers, thank you for everything that you bring to the table. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is going to get up and do it tomorrow because they don't want us to. Enjoy your day. We'll see you on the radio, guys. Thanks for being here.
You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. (laughs) 